top shelf fantasy. I have no idea how that crack's gonna sound. It was. It sounded like it came through all right. I mean, you got there just in time, so. I, I just had to go run over to the mini fridge. I didn't even have one in front of me. <laughs> uh, very hazy from Treehouse too, so I'll enjoy that. Uh, that's a good grab. That's a very good grab in the, in the haste of the moment. Yep. Oh yeah, that tastes good. All right, what do we got? What today? What is today? Today is twenty-five uh, percent charge. Damn it, phone. December second. December second. Ugh, December. All right. So you and Scott, you and Scotty had assault the uh, two-man pod last night, yep. and uh, today we we got the two-man pod. Scotty, Scotty's in the hospital. Sad as uh, had his baby boy. Congratulations, Scotty! Shout out Shelby. I'm sure it was a lot harder for you than it was for Scott. <laughs> I, uh, sure, I, I'm sure Scott's sitting there too. Like, can we get a TV in here just in case it runs into game time? I want to make sure I can see a Thursday night game. Shelby's like, I'm having a baby. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, and at one point, he he texted in in the Slack channel, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't bring my headphones." And I was like, "Dude, are you seriously thinking about potting in in the hospital? Like, you wouldn't have a home to go to after this." <laughs> and you you know he would have tried it too. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, kids already out. Like, you're good, right? Like, you can watch it for like an hour." <laughs> right, or 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 you know, she's in the middle of labor. It's like, ah, oh, it doesn't look like she's gonna deliver for another like four <laughs> or five hours. You know, you'll be you'll be good. He goes into some waiting area like a <laughs> schmuck. <laughs> it is doing a podcast. Oh, what are you doing? Hey, hey Doc, oh, what's our uh, what's our real ETA on this baby? Because I gotta know. I got a podcast to do. Yeah, I mean, congrats uh, to him. I, I think the the first thing he said too when he announced to us that uh, you know the, that 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 the uh, boy had come. I'll let him say the name or whatever on air but he goes yeah. oh that's my boy showing up at 750 10 minutes before the uh 10 minutes before the game <laughs> so, right exactly uh and craig craig's not feeling good either you're not feeling good yeah i think i'm just like beat the shit after a weekend down in nashville still recovering from an absolute bender so Did i don't you? know if i'm really sick or if i'm just being a little bitch about it but i feel a lot better from yesterday even into today so Craig seems like he's really dying. He's got like cough and he's like, I can't even be on the pod because he's going to be a nuisance more. He's going to be helpful. So uh, good, good self-awareness by him to, to not be hacking up along on the whole podcast. Oh, he did um, his, uh, he did his shotgun too for the, for the red dog league. <laughs> it it I, looked like it hurt. It looked painful. So uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I would not be shotgun in a beer right now. I don't care if I had to pull a carbs and end up owing 10 of them. I would just be like, I'll, I'll do it when I could do it. Yeah, Carbs, if you're listening to this, you, you owe us multiple shotguns. So, All right, dude, I don't know what I, – I tried texting the other day about Dynasty, actually, and I was like, hey, buddy, I got 99.6% this week just for you, and just no response, just nothing. So I'm like, is he, is he okay? Has anybody heard from him? Do we need to do a wellness check? Like, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we'll have – maybe I'll have to, like, run over there at some point and be like, yeah, dude, <laughs> you – like, legitimately, are you okay? We're, we're concerned. Um, so anyway, okay. So you and Scotty, two-man crew, last night did a bunch of news. We have some news to go over as far as, you know, guys that we were waiting to get updates on. I saw the the list of, of players. Um, I know you put them all in here, so you want to kick it off since since you did most of it yesterday? Yeah, really, these are more or less just updates from yesterday. Uh, Kadarius Tony still did not practice, and he's expected to sit out week 13. Sterling Shepard also did not practice again, but they are expecting him to play as of right now. So he's another one to keep monitoring, but Kadarius Tony appears to be out. 
Um, Odell, who actually practiced yesterday, was downgraded to did not practice today. That's a weird move. Probably not a great sign for Odell owners, especially after he seemed to be getting a little bit more involved in the offense. Same team. Daryl Henderson did not practice uh, today again. They're still saying that he has a shot to play on Sunday, but unless he logs a practice, at least in a limited capacity tomorrow on Friday, I would be buying up Sonny Michelle shares if you can. Uh, I've, I've already added him preemptively in, in multiple leagues just in case. Uh, it's, I mean, it's still the Rams offense versus the Jags defense. I expect them to be up and I expect them to be running the ball. So whoever's spearheading that backfield uh, is going to have some value. Um, whether it's Tony or, or, or Hendy, but I think even if Hendy plays, they're, they're cautious with him. So I think Sony has a, a role. I don't know how big it's going to be, but if Hendy sits, it's, it's much bigger. Um, Darren Waller didn't practice again, second straight day. He's nursing that knee issue. Doesn't seem like he's going to play this week again. Uh, I, I'd be very concerned as a Darren Waller owner. Um, A-Rob still not practicing. That's almost not news at this point, but I figured I'd toss it in there. And then DeAndre Swift, uh, they're saying he's going to be out this week. But it's an AC joint issue with his shoulder. And, I mean, a one-week absence seems very, very low for that grade of an injury. I'll turn, I mean, I'll turn it over to you as the AC joint expert, Tom. But one week off doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, I mean, I – I remember when I went in and they broke down like all the di- the the varying severities, right? So like now I think I think everybody's kind of aware that any injury that you could you know do to your body, there's some sort of severity to it, and uh, I think there's like five different severities for the AC joint. So I don't know what grade it is uh, off the top of my head, but. I remember the physical therapist, uh, you know, talking to me and she's like, oh, well, if it's a, if it's a grade one, it's really just more or less a sprain, like a muscle sprain. It, it's just it's sore and it hurts. And uh, I remember when I actually blew it out and I was like, well, I think Randall Cobb it was at the time. I was like, well, Randall Cobb did the same thing. I was like, granted, he's an NFL player is completely different, but like. He was playing on a football field four weeks later, and she's like, oh, yeah, but they they shoot him up with all sorts of cortisone and tape him up and, like, basically have a bionic arm. So, I mean, it could be a case of that, but, you know, I, I think if you're a DeAndre Swift owner and, you know, we if, if you haven't by now been like, oh, shit, I'm nervous about my starting running back, I want to get their backup – you know, Jamal Williams is a guy we were talking about for so long that you should be having if you're a DeAndre Swift owner. I mean, this isn't the first time he's been banged up this season either. I mean, there's been a couple times where he's been uh, banged up or came out of a game with an injury, and it's like, oh, what is he going to do? A couple limited practices. So Jamal Williams should absolutely be on your roster if you're a Swift owner. So if that's if that's the case, it's almost a non-factor because I think Jamal Williams can sub in for DeAndre Swift somewhat, you know, productive for your fantasy team um yeah he's another one of those guys you should have kept as a handcuff i mean he was he he was more available in leagues than like the alexander madisons and guys like that but he was still there are teams that said oh you know jamal williams i'm not going to hold on to it's like that's a guy that was massively productive at the beginning of the season yeah sure he got a little hurt but he's still a, a very viable handcuff so 
uh, freaking people dropping yeah. handcuffs. Well, it, and I mean, he's a, he's another one too that that's just funny, right? Like even like even Tony Pollard, like Tony Pollard should be owned in um close to hundred percent of leagues because he's got standalone value regardless of what the the starter does, right? Like Alexander Madison means absolutely nothing unless Dalvin Cook gets hurt, so that's a little bit harder to justify. But even if you weren't the DeAndre Swift owner, like. Jamal Williams in a in a you know ten team league six person bench or twelve team league six person bench, he should be rostered wherever. I mean, I I have Sony Michelle on my bench for the longest time because I was like, yo, if if uh, Daryl Henderson gets hurt, I'd rather have Sony Michelle than fucking David Johnson. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. I have an alternative, that's that's where I want to be. So um, yeah, I think that's I think that was Red Dog League because I went to go pick up Sony Michelle and somebody owned him. I think it was you. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Shit. <laughs> it's like, why does this guy? I looked at I looked at my roster actually, truthfully, and I was like, why do I have half of these guys on my team? <laughs> like, I, I never oh. play them. I don't know why they're here. They're just better than the free agents, I guess. So yeah, when, when I look at my bench and I'm like, why am I still holding on to Calvin Ridley and Deontay Harris and Alan Lazard? And then I'm like, well, you and me are first and second place and fighting back and forth for it. So I guess we're doing something, right? Just hold these guys forever. Right. I mean, well, yeah. And then you, when you look at the, I mean, it's a pretty deep league. I mean, so you yeah. have to make decisions like T.Y. Hilton's or, <laughs> or the David oh, yeah. Williams of the world, you know? Um, but um, ah, and then I think the only other piece of news I wanted to touch on was the AB suspension. Um, seemed like that died down for a bit to, to absolutely nothing after the first stories broke about his, uh, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated status, whatever. And now the, the suspension is just coming down now. Um, I mean, he's hurt anyways. It seems like he's nursing that ankle injury for whatever it's worth. So uh, a three-week suspension doesn't probably mean all that much to him if he was going to miss two weeks because he's hurt anyways. But interesting to see where the NFL draws their line with who's getting punished because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers pretty openly lied about his vaccination status, and we didn't see any punishment come down for him. So eh, interesting little wrinkle but um more more importantly from a fantasy perspective if you were holding a b you can probably let him go knowing that now three weeks i mean that's what two more weeks of regular season and then your first week of of fantasy playoffs i mean i'm not i'm not looking to hold that guy hold a zero on my bench if if i can pick somebody else up who can play and i I, and i need them to if you're 10 and 0 12 and 0 whatever like you're dominating your league yeah sure hold on to him and keep him just for that one week that he might come back and kill it but i'm probably cutting them and if i if i I don't own him anywhere but if i did i'd be looking to sub him out at this point yeah i just i i mean even if he does come back i just don't know do you do you trust him in your fantasy championship you know like it it, it's also that thing uh, yeah, you haven't seen the guy play for since week six and you're gonna say like let me plug him in for over guys that got you there i don't think you can do it it's a little bit of loyalty in fantasy football. Uh, he uh, wasn't. He wasn't the only one on the box to get suspended, right? There uh, was it. Mike Edwards or Mike Edwards or David. There's a yeah, a cornerback, and then some like other like practice squad bump. It was two. It was I, AB I just, and two other guys. I, I wonder. I wonder if it was so quiet because the Bucks kind of knew about it, and the Bucks were like, "Well, what the fuck, guys? Like, we're we're yeah. you've put us in a position now where uh, oh." Hey, so much for Amari Cooper not feeling well. He just got a forty-one uh, yard pass. So there we go. <laughs> that's did, that's I, great. I did see they said that he was going to be on a snap count, like 25, 30 offensive plays. But hey, if he can get twenty-five offensive plays for forty-one yards each, now, little, I love that. Little game. 
Listen, I'll tell you right now, those like five points that he just got on that one player, like more than I've gotten from one of our my wide receivers almost every week. Yeah, uh four point exactly. six four point six points, great. Uh all right. Well, we have start and sits to do. So uh it's just us, which is gonna make this very quick. Uh and Craig doesn't even have a start and sits in here, so we don't I don't even think we can <laughs> we can say whose his are. So, but they will be fully live on the site tomorrow, so we'll give you some highlights now. You check them out in full, you know, same as always. Yeah, yeah. TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TopShelfFFNTS. Wait, I didn't even say that at the beginning of the uh, thing. I was so flustered hey, you know. by the uh, <laughs> by not having a beer in front of me. Uh, all right, well, I guess we can just jump into it. Uh, I'm starting Tom Brady. So, I know it, it sounds weird, but I have him on a fantasy team in a super flex league, and I'm super frustrated with him because since the bye, he's sucked. He's got a one-in-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. Uh, and his one good game, he posted like 20 points, and I, I think it was good enough for like just QB 12. He's QB 4 on the season, though, which is which is you know pretty interesting to see. So in the last three weeks, he's been under you know 18 points two times. The, the one time he was over, he was only at 20. Um... I can see people in a one quarterback league saying, okay, you know, every, everybody waits and expects the Tom Brady fall off to happen. And every time Tom Brady does bad, everybody, oh, here's the decline. It's, it's not going to be good. Um, just as a reminder, he threw five touchdowns against um, the Falcons in week two. So um, yeah. And, and no interceptions. I think he went over like 400 yards. It was crazy. He, he did really well. He showed why he is the goat. Uh, and I think you play the GOAT against the Falcons again this week. I wouldn't let the last three weeks deter you away from doing it. So, uh, Which is also probably a, a bump to the other pass catchers as well if for whatever reason you were scared to play Godwin or, or – uh, oh, who's the other guy there? Mike Evans. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm much in the same boat with my start this week. Uh, another quarterback who's coming off three consecutive – uh, I'd say subpar performances. Two out of three of those were bad, like sub 10 point games. Joe Barr. Um, I think what we've really seen with Cincinnati is them hand the ball over to Joe Mixon a lot more in the last few weeks, and he's been killing it. So it's been working for them. However, the Chargers, I mean, if you watch any of the Chargers games recently, all the announcers talk about is that they play this too high shell. They keep the ball in front of them, they don't let uh, passers take them for big gains but that leaves them susceptible to the run. I think this is the week that they have to switch that and say, let's stop Joe Mixon, and then let's try something different for Joe Burrow and the receivers. Could be a double-edged sword. Very, very likely that that's the case, but I think this is the week that Joe Burrow gives you that 20-plus point game. He finally gets back on track. He's still uh, quarterback 12 on the year, so it's not like he's having a terrible season with these last three weeks killing him, but I'd like to see him jump back up into that quarterback, you know, seven to eight range in a 25-ish point game would really do that and and the Chargers have been kind of up and down so I don't want to label them like a super elite defense they got pretty much shredded by Mac Jones uh, a few weeks back and he's no Joe Burrow at this point so let's go Joey let's go Jamar Chase let's go T Higgins let's go Tyler Boyd let's go CJ Uzoma I got a bunch of mixing shares too so just throw him the ball instead of letting him run all the time but uh yeah I think this is the week that he bounces back a bit I uh I you know the the Chargers. There's a couple teams that are frauds in the NFL. I kind of feel like the Chargers are one of the like they beat bad teams, but they they lose against good teams. So it's it should be interesting to see. I mean Cincinnati, one of the better teams in the AFC. 
Um, I don't. Uh, so we don't have Scotties, and I I just put one in that I uh, I was originally going to say start Jamal Williams. Scotty has Joe Burrow as a sit. So would you want to do the the opposite side of that? Make the argument on why to sit Joe Burrow. I know yeah. you don't. I know you don't believe it. If you don't want to do that, we can skip it. And I'll, I'll no, no, no. I, I like it because uh, I actually kind of like that. So the exact opposite take of what I just said is: listen, the the Chargers are going to play this too high shell. It's going to slow down the passing game. They're going to let Joe Mixon run the ball, and then they're just going to attempt to outpace them, score on offense, make sure the Cincy defense can't hang with them. And if they have a lead, then they're going to force Joe Burrow to throw into that too high shell. If they can do that and they play with a lead, and they're they're not letting Joe Mixon gash them for you know, 15, 20 yards a pop, then yeah, if they can keep the ball in front of them, they can they can succeed with that defensive approach. I don't think it's going to happen. And I think that's just the difference in opinion with me and Scott there. It's like, I think that the Bengals can force the Chargers to change what they're doing on defense. Scott thinks the Chargers will have success with what they've been doing on defense and they won't have to change. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We get a shotgun riding on it. Big old, big old shotgun bet. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, and and for the sits, uh, there's a theme. <laughs> We're starting nobody on Monday night. Like I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like everybody feels pretty confident saying nobody Monday uh, Monday night. I was originally going to say sit Damian Harris. Scotty had him, um, but I'm also saying sit Jacoby Myers. I mean, listen, it's a divisional opponent at you know the city of tables, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it, it just I don't see. I don't see this being a very high-scoring game. I mean, the the Bills have a great defense. Patriots have a have a great defense. Patriots have seen Joe Burrow, and we see what Bill Belichick has done against the AFC East opponents just for for the last twenty five years or whatever. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> and I I think all just it, it does not bode well for for very big uh, uh, fantasy days. And I would love this to be like a like a shootout. I would love to see Mac Jones go toe to toe with Josh Allen. I just feel like it's going to be like one of those seventeen to ten type of games, uh, with the Pats coming out on top, obviously. So, um, yeah, of course. Uh, and and also there, it, it's a young team. Ramondre Stevenson's still there. Um, you know, as as good as Jacoby's been um, from a football perspective, from a fantasy perspective, he hasn't been that good. So add in bad matchup. Uh, division divisional game on the road. I just I don't see how you can start Jacoby or Damian Harris and then Dows. You have somebody on the Bills you're sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting Stephon Diggs. Um, I know that's probably a little bold because it is Stephon Diggs, but it could really just be extrapolated to mean any wide receiver on the Bills. Um, first off, they are projecting rain for Sunday and Monday over in Buffalo, so that's never good. And if it gets cold enough, that means snow. So none of that bodes well for a passing attack. On top of that, you've got Stephon Diggs probably getting the J.C. Jackson treatment, and J.C. Jackson just won um, Defensive Player of the Month for the month of November. So there's a reason he just won that award. He's been killing it. He's locked down everybody that's been up against him. Stephon Diggs, whether it's rain or snow, or even if it happens to be a clear day, I don't like his odds getting loose against J.C. on a regular basis. Maybe he catches one or two balls for – 40 something yards, but I don't think it's, it, it ends up being a uh, start worthy fantasy day for anybody in, in this matchup. Um, and really, if that's the case, it, 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 like, I, I just don't want, I don't want to be buying into this game. This is one of those games that I will be avoiding everybody. If I can, I don't want to start 
any Patriots. I don't want to start any um, Bills. That being said, if it does turn into like turn into looking like a slop fest, like a really muddy, rainy game, or even a snow game, I might lean towards uh, starting a Damian Harris or a Ramondre Stevenson based on how efficient they've been on the ground versus what we've seen Buffalo do on the ground themselves. They're, I mean, they're absolutely terrible, and they're just two weeks removed from getting absolutely murdered by Jonathan Taylor. So something to think about. I don't want to you know bash on any more Scotty's picks, but we'll get there. <laughs> well, if he didn't have uh, Damian Harris as an RB sit, I was certainly going to take him. But it, I, it does add an interesting wrinkle. I actually, that wrinkle I put into the David Montgomery start that I have. It was like, listen, if there's any week to start uh, David Montgomery, it's when, you know, it's crappy weather outside and they can't throw the no, they can't throw the ball when it's a nice day outside. So uh, I guess there's that. All right. So our sleepers uh, this week, I went with uh, Van Jefferson uh, a lot of it has to – I mean, he ended up with, like, nine targets last week. He only caught three of them. He ended up catching the the touchdown. But it does not appear as though Odell and Stafford are really getting on the page now. Granted, I don't think Stafford really gives a shit because it just seems like he's like, well, you know what, Cooper Cup's still on the team. So it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to throw it to him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Van Jefferson saw a handful of uh, – you know, he saw the nine targets. He made a couple catches. He caught the touchdown. Uh, if Odell's banged up, I mean, it's it's even better for the sleeper. But even if Odell's healthy, not on the injury report, and is on the field, I like Van Jefferson as like that emergency flex type of type of player. He's probably out in most uh, free agent, uh, you know, free agent uh, pools as well. I mean, he's not he's not a guy that's really had constant fantasy success, so. Yeah, I'm just looking him up. He's only 65 percent owned, so more likely than not, you could probably go grab him. Uh, my guy is more of just a, a comment on how the mighty have fallen. My sleeper this week is Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's only 79% owned, which is probably a little bit high for what we usually have for sleepers, but he has been underneath five points in the last three weeks. Uh, and then exactly at five, four weeks ago. So he faces off against Casey. And I think that's the only reason I'd consider him somewhat of a sleeper is that Casey's defense, while they're still middle of the pack ranked, have still struggled against the pass. And you still have to account for the Jerry Judy's, the Tim Patrick's, the uh, both running backs out of the backfield to the backfield. Now, Teddy Bridgewater has been a problem, like across the board all season long. But if he can get right and even just find Sutton for one touchdown, he, he'll probably hit as a sleeper. But there's, there's still a part of me that doesn't even believe my own sleeper pick because he's burned you so many times. I'm a, but everything is, is syncing up for this to be the game he pops out. But I've thought that for like four weeks now. So we'll see if I'm, if, if he doesn't hit this week, I'm just a, a, a pathetic Cortland Sutton truther. If he hits this week, I'm a friggin' genius savant. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We'll give you, I mean, if he, if he catches a touchdown, you, it's a hit for sure. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. the, the dude's yeah. caught, I think two of them this season. Uh, so it's uh, not great. I actually just dropped from grace. I just, uh, dropped him in a league and I feel very dirty about it. I want to go pick him back up. Uh, cause I, <laughs> I he's, he's too, you know, it's, it's the, it's the A-Rob treatment. So, uh, Scotty's got Foster Moreau. Uh, a lot of that's got to do with Darren Waller, uh, likely out on Sunday too. You know, uh, you need a, a sleeper tight end. Uh, or, or you, if you, if you're, if you're fond of the two tight end flex strategy, uh, you know, Foster Mar- Moreau might be a guy you want to take a little peek ski at. Um, 
I know Scotty also won dart throws. So dart throws this uh, this week are running backs. Um, I can, I'll say his first. It's Salvin Ahmed. I, d- I don't know why. I think it, I think it's more or less he hates Gaskin. Uh, I know that. <laughs> so I think he's hoping Ahmed <laughs> falls forward in the end zone <laughs> once. Um, yeah, and Gaskin popped big last week. Uh, again, that's actually two weeks in a row he's popped big. So. I want to make him a sit. I was like, you know what? This guy's made a fool of everyone. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this game. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce your dart throw's name. Oh, dude. Kenny and Wongu? Yeah. He's uh, the backup for Alexander Madison. So really the RB2 there in, in Minnesota. So it's really just a function of Dalvin Cook's out. Alexander Madison is up. And if he doesn't perform admirably, Kenny and Wongu should have some opportunities. Um, on top of that, I loved him coming into the draft. He graded out as one of like the top physical aspect prospects in recent memory, like absolute freak, kind of similar to what Mike Boone looked like when Mike Boone came in and got drafted by the Vikings and then never got used. So it's really trending exactly in that direction. Uh, but I'm hoping that this week he, he gets some opportunity to run the ball, maybe even catch a few passes and maybe punch one in because he's a fucking monster. He, I, I want to say he's like, I don't even want to guess wrong. Let me get his measurables. Like I want, yeah, I want to say he's like tall and heavy. Six one two ten. It's a big boy. Oh, yeah. That's what. That's the old uh, Adrian Peterson frame, if if you will. That is uh that that's a that's a big boy. That's like the linebackers yeah. nowadays. Linebacker, <laughs> right, the linebackers literally. are are teeny though compared to what they used to be. What is what is? I remember like the days of Brandon Spikes, who was like six five two sixty, <laughs> just roam in the middle of the field, and he's like, please run the ball because I can't pass cover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm taking Chris Evans this week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Listen, I, I, I he, he provided a little spark plug uh, weeks ago. He made a nice little uh, wheel route catch for a touchdown. Uh, and if the Chargers struggle offensive, or if that, excuse me, if Cincinnati Bengals struggle offensively, you know, there's there's a chance that Chris Evans gets in there. Maybe he makes a catch. Maybe he doesn't. He probably won't. I'll probably lose this. But you know what? Chris <laughs> Evans is a nice little rookie. Nice little rookie pick. So uh, I'll take him as my dart throw. Again, we don't have Craig's. So I, st- I still don't think we have it. Let me go see if he if he put anything in there. I don't I don't think he did. Kid's still uh, kid's got boogers running down his face. <laughs> he's coughing, sneezing. No, he's got nothing in there. Uh, his QB, QB start is Mac Jones, and his QB sit is Russell Wilson. That's very interesting. I uh, I'm I'm sitting Mac Jones. I would love to hear his. Yeah, uh, I would have, I would have flipped those probably. Would have loved to hear it. We'll, we'll, we'll get his explanation okay. on the uh, on the write ups on the on the website topshelfantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Dows, this is under thirty minutes. This is the fastest pod <laughs> ever. By far the fastest pod ever. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't know if I have anything else to say. I did. Do you have anything else oh, to say? I- I think that mostly wraps it up. Uh, you know, I just want to finish off with what I've been trying to toss in at the end of these pods recently is sign up on our fucking website. We want to give you free stuff. <laughs> Topshelfantasy.com. Get early access to all of our info. You'll get articles sooner. You'll get, uh, you know, free frigging glasses that we're probably going to send to you if we ever remember to send them out. Like, I still owe Mahoney's friend one. I'll get it out to you, man, probably, as soon as I can get out of my house now. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, sign up on our website, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, like whatever else we're on. Are we on LinkedIn? 
but probably not but like you know whatever we'll get on there if you want if you're gonna follow us we'll get on there uh you know just you know hook it up all right shelfies you heard the man we're we're gonna call that a podcast podcast 179 top shelf fantasy stay fluid stay loose